Welcome to another episode of Monday Funday Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri, and if you can't pronounce it, Ahmed Al-Qadri. We're doing a solo episode today. I'm trying to do more solo episodes every like like 25th, 30th, 35th, like every five episodes. I want to do a solo episode to check in with you guys and to just get better at talking by myself and like, uh, you know, just get better at podcasting and be more comfortable. I'm still trying to figure out what we're doing with this Monday Funday podcast series. You know what I mean? I don't know. We're only on episode 25, so we don't know exactly what we're doing. Hopefully by episode 1000, we will we will be figuring it out. You know? We'll have our first sponsor other than Green Boy. We still love Green Boy. We'll be loyal to Green Boy, I promise. Uh, guys, thank you so much for the people who have been listening, who are who have been subscribed on the YouTube channel. Please comment on the episodes. It means a lot. Like, share with a friend. Uh, to the people listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for rating. Uh, it's five stars. If you haven't already, please rate it five stars and leave a review. It means a lot. It will boost up the algorithm. Speaking of charting, uh, Apple Podcasts, big shout out. I already gave a shout out to them, but one more time to Armenia. Uh, I don't know how, but we somehow charted at Armenia in the category comedy. We're number 26. So go Armenia. Woo. Somehow charted number one in murder. I don't know how that happened, but it's all good. For the people who wrote out to the wrote uh, pieces of advice and questions to Monday Funday Podcast at gmail.com, thank you. We're about to uh, read them out and answer some questions today. Okay, I look really dark in camera too, but that's fine. It's because I have been out in the sun every day now. In LA, it's been it's super hot. We are August is the hottest uh, month in Los Angeles. Uh, actually, this weekend. Well, September is the hottest month. Sorry. And yeah, because we just hit today's September 1st. And September, Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to hit a a triple digits. We're going to hit like, what, 105, 106? That's insane. That's fine. I'm ready. Uh, I'm leading a bike tour. Those uh, those weekends, I can't wait. I'm going to talk about my bike tour job later. But let's first get to the uh, to the email. Okay, first one comes from Ali Heileyman. Hi, Ali. Thank you so much for writing into the pod. All right, this is a life advice. Uh, the quote says, "Be the reason someone believes in good people." I don't remember where I heard it, but I have definitely taken it with me wherever I go and apply it to whoever I meet. Oh. That's so sweet. Thank you so much for sharing. Be the reason someone believes in good people. That I, I, I think, uh, was it from Dark Knight? Maybe you heard it? Like Dark Knight when he was talking about to Joker and he was like, you need to be the reason that people believe in good. Something like that. It was when Joker was hanging upside down. Can't remember. I'm going to rewatch the movie. I rewatched uh, Rush Hour with Jackie Chan yesterday. <sighs> Jackie Chan, he's such a legend. I feel like the young Gen Z, y'all don't appreciate Jackie Chan. If you are a Gen Z audience member here, check out, just watch some Jackie Chan movies. You gotta appreciate Jackie Chan. That guy's a freaking legend. I've been watching, I, I've been watching some like old, his old old movies back then. Uh, Drunken Master, that one was really good. I haven't, I haven't watched about. I think it's Armor of God or Body Armor. No, Body Armor is a rehydration drink. It's 
whatever. I'll look it up later, but it was really good. But I do appreciate this quote. Be the reason someone believes in good people. I, it reminds me of um, of uh, this TikTok, TikToker. Her name is Beauty to Streets. Be, beauty, the uh, number two, Beauty to Streets. And she goes to Skid Row. If you don't know, in, uh, in Los Angeles, there's a little neighborhood, a little uh, section or a neighborhood or city or whatever called Skid Row uh, in downtown LA area. And it is the most uh, populated uh, of a, a population of homeless people in America. Dare I say the world? I'm not sure, but there's so it's it's it's, it's tense city. It is scary, by the way. You do not want to go there during nighttime. But Beauty to Streets, I, I love her account. Like what she does. So a lot of people give money to homeless people. Personally, I don't. I don't think it's the best idea to give money to homeless people. I think it's better to give them food, water, drinks, necessity, like things that they actually need. Because if you give a home, a lot, I'm not saying all of them, but some homeless people are addicts or have mental health issues. So they don't really, it's better to just give them a a cold bottle of water, especially we're in September. It's the hottest month of in Los Angeles, you know, I'm going to try. If I have time, I should try to like go down maybe do some volunteer work. I think. I think Dan Donahue still does some volunteer work for the homeless people. I should reach out to him, see if he's doing anything. But anyways, I love that. Be the reason someone believes in good people. Always be the bigger man. Be a good person, you know. However, if we're going to be cynical for a little bit, being a good person is exhausting. <laughs> but yes, I love that, Ali. Thank you so much for sharing. All right, this next one is uh, from Shazir Yusuf. What's up, my bro? Good to see you. Well, good to hear from you, Shazir. Uh, he has a question. It says, what is the best way to get over an ex slash staying single in a healthy way? I'll tell you what an unhealthy way is. Um, uh, what was that quote uh, or that saying is the best way to get, o- get over someone is to get under someone. I'm still figuring that out too. I mean, we're all human beings and you and I, we're, we're certified lover boys, you know, like what Drake says. Number one, listen to Drake, you know, listen to that album. It will speak to you. But uh, the best way to get over, it's just, uh, it's as cliche as it sounds. It's really just as dumb as it sounds, if love it, get, focus on loving yourself. And I mean like the actions of loving yourself. And, and another thing like, there's a couple steps in a sense where uh, we were you were fantasizing over this girl or guy or whatever this ex that you were thinking of and you got to remember to think more realistic it's like this is just another human being with good qualities and bad qualities you know and uh, a friend told me a while back he goes if things don't work out it's because it shouldn't have worked out so it does suck that it it I'm sorry that it didn't work out with that particular person. But again, it's like if God closes a door, it's because uh, on you, it's because he wants you to step a couple more feet in the hallway to open a better door. So I, I know what I'm saying sounds so cliche, but it's true. It's really it takes about what, four to six months to get over someone to complete like I'm talking about completely get over someone. Uh, depending on the length of the relationship, depending how hard you love that person or you were into that person. But again, focusing on loving yourself as in working out, oh, getting a new hobby or putting yourself in in an environment, in a new environment, you know, where you find yourself a new group of friends or something, you know. Volunteer, 
you know, uh, if you're in LA or if you're close by, just like do something that, just do something new to help you focus on that new thing and to get over that one person, you know? And listen to tons of Andrew Tate. Uh, Andrew Tate is, no, I'm just kidding, don't listen. I, I I think someone, uh, I talked about Andrew Tate at, a, at the Verzi Triplets podcast I was on. I was talking about how he's like very influential with the younger boys. And I've been seeing a lot of like comments or like Arab names or Pakistani names, like young Arab Middle Eastern boys, you know. And it scares me because because um, he says things that kind of coincide with whatever. But I was just thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, a young Arab kid, he, like, thinks of Andrew Tate like a prophet? Like, he just goes, Andrew Tate, radiallahu anhu, said, and then he just quotes something super misogynistic. Whatever. That doesn't matter. Uh, moving on. <laughs> what is the best way to get over an ex, stay single in a healthy way? So, yeah, I, I, I hope. I answered your question and the best way. Believe me, I, I go through the same thing. I love hard, bro. Just like you. I'm a certified lover boy. I mean, we care a lot. Maybe you're similar to me in a sense where you find this girl and then you fantasize over like how amazing this girl and you're like, oh, she fits perfectly with my life. You know, I don't know if you do this, if you do the same, but I feel like me and a couple other men do that where we, you find a girl and you're like, oh, she perfect. She's the perfect fit for my lifestyle. But it's like, we don't really consider her life or if we're the perfect fit, her life or whatever, you know, I don't know what I'm saying is, you know, uh, you know, get bitches, get money. I don't know. <laughs> Love yourself. That's the best way to uh, get over that X. And it takes time. Patience. Moving on. Uh, this one is from Ryan Opton. <gasps> My favorite person. I love Ryan Opton. He, Ryan Opton is a fellow comedian. Uh, he needs to be on this podcast. I need to get him on this podcast. But our schedules uh, haven't matched. I hit him up and I told him, hey, uh, you need to get on. He was like, I'd love to get on. And then the pod and then we never uh, got to it, but I need to set a schedule. Oh, shit. Ryan sent me seven questions. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> hey, bitch. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> the email starts with, hey, bitch. <laughs> hey, Ryan. All right. Ryan Opton, not Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly is my roommate. Ryan Opton is my friend. Uh, Ryan Joseph is a comedian uh, in Austin. I, there's too many Ryans in my life. All right, number one, what would you do with $800,000 that you had to spend in 12 hours? <sighs> I don't want to play. Okay, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I'm going to donate the money to a blah, blah, blah. I mean, I probably will donate the money. But if, if we're being real here, I would uh, use the $800,000 with the, on the Monday Funday podcast studio, I'd probably yeah, I would do that. Put it uh, put it in a Roth IRA, or just get super high and put it all in crypto. <laughs> um, oh, for sure, give it to my mom. You know, help boost boost her business. If you live in Dallas, order a cake at Najat's Bakery. Yeah, that's what I do. If I had twelve. Hours, I'd probably give it away, put in, a, in an account, put in my retirement account, put in my, just, you know, try to be as smart as I can with the money. I could do a lot in 12 hours too. 
and then spend the rest on, you know, fun stuff. Number two, if you could live in one anime universe, but you weren't a main character, which would it be? You can only be like a minimum wage worker. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. Anime universe. Okay, for those of you who don't know, I have a bu- I can't tell, I have a bunch of anime stickers on there. I would not pick Demon Slayer because if I was a, a minimum minimum wage worker in the in the Demon Slayer universe, that would be I would be, I would get killed so fast by a by a demon, you know? Or I would turn into a demon. And I wouldn't even be a high I'd be a, such a low-level demon would, anyone could kill me, you know. I wouldn't even be a Hashira in Demon Slayer, you know? Because the in the in the in the show, they're not recognized by the government. So it's you know, I wouldn't even want to live in that world. Hunter x Hunter, maybe? That wouldn't be bad. It's a big world. I'm just a minimum wage worker in Hunter x Hunter. I'd do that. Or My Hero Academia. No, not My Hero Academia. I'd be a low wage, a low wage hero and die easily. Nah. I'd probably pick Black Clover right here. Somewhere around. I have a sticker of Black Clover. I'd probably pick that. Because I could, I still have a little bit of magic that I could use, and I'll just be a regular citizen. So yeah, I'll pick Black Clover. I'll be a minimum minimum wage worker at Black Clover. I'll just be like a blacksmith or something in that show. Which of your siblings would be most likely to survive an ap- apocalypse scenario, and why is it Medium? <laughs> Honestly, I really do think Medium's the only one of our siblings that would survive because me and my brothers are dumb as hell. Like we we. We sit there and mendle around, which shouldn't be, uh, which shouldn't be fucked with, you know. My sister is more rational. If anything, Medium's gonna send her brothers out to go get supplies. I'm probably gonna die first. Muhammad will survive somehow. Hamza will lead his own cult, uh, his own cult tribe, <laughs> whatever. And then, and then uh, his, uh, it's like a, and then someone that he had. Uh, under his uh, wing would backstab him and kill him some like uh what was it i've never even seen the show but i'm i could see what would happen what was the show uh walk walking dead that's it all right number four do you partake in true crime podcasts or documentaries if so what kind if you were part of a true crime what would you be a victim or would you be a victim or perpetrator do you, I don't I don't listen to a lot of true crime podcasts or documentary. I would I listen I listen to uh no nothing true crime. I don't really listen to a lot of true crime. I've watched a couple true crime documentaries only because uh I live with Ryan Kelly and he's into that shit. Like on one time we were we were in a Florida hotel and I'm trying to sleep but he turns on the TV and this is like a, a Florida motel if anything. We were in all of well, like Kenta Inn or something. And like we had like an old ass TV, and I want to sleep, but he needs to sleep with the TV on, and he wants to sleep to forensic files, and like I'm just falling asleep, and you and you just hear the most. He's like, and then they found the body in the freezer, cut up into multiple pieces, blood everywhere. I'm like, dude, how can I sleep to this? What the fuck? And Ryan's just like. Like, so excited and happy. I was like, what the fuck? But I don't really partake to a lot of true crime stuff. But I would probably be a victim. 
And I want it, it would be the stupidest murder. They're like, the murderer told Ahmed that $100 was behind the trash can. And then Ahmed said, really? And started lightly jogging and then gets strangled by the, by the Los Angeles Strangler or the Sherman Oaks Strangler or whatever. Yeah, I would definitely be a victim. A perpetrator? Not really. I don't really see myself. Even though I'm a Gemini. And everyone's sit there like, oh, Gemini's, you guys are serial killers, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm a victim. What's your visitor's guide to L.A. include? What's your visitor's guide to L.A. include? Oh, it really depends on the person. I mean, I lived in L.A. for over four years, and I've had so many friends come who came to visit. And it, honestly, it really depends on the person, you know. But my last visitor was, what, a week ago or two weeks ago? It was Hamzak, my little brother, came over. Uh, I took him to Santa Monica Beach. I took him to the original Muscle Beach. I, I gave him a bike tour around LA. I was working a shift, so I t showed him around. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I took him to, uh, you know, some of my favorite restaurants, stuff like that. It really depends. Everyone's different. There's, I have a list of things to do around LA. Um, and yeah, there's so many. Oh, what I really wanted to take Hamza to, but we didn't have time, was House of Mendy in Anaheim. It's a Yemeni restaurant. I'm sure y'all have seen me post about it on my stories, but House of Mendy in Anaheim is really good. Okay, this might be controversial, controversial, or a hot take, but so in Brooklyn, New York, there's Yemen Cafe. Both okay, Yemen Cafe and House uh, House of Mendy. I think I used to love Yemen Cafe. I think I still think it's the best. I still think the 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 meat there is perfect and uh, it's tender and it's cooked correctly. There has been times where I it didn't hit as hard and it was the meat was mid. I I don't know. Maybe it's because House of Mendy is closer and I've been there more times. I've had better experiences in House of Mendy than Yemen Cafe. They're both good. I don't know, but Yemen Cafe, their their rice is just better. The meat is better in Yemen Cafe, though. I don't know. You know what? I need to go back to New York. But before I go back to New York, I I'm gonna have like I'm gonna eat from House of Mendy. I'll have their lamb hanith and their chicken mendy, and then I'm gonna go to Yemen Cafe and have some meals over there. And I'm gonna take notes too. This is listen. This is serious, okay? Yemen food, we got to know which is the best Yemeni restaurant in America right now. Oh, and I'm going to Detroit, Michigan in October. And some people reached out to me and they said they were going to show me around uh, the Yemeni restaurants in Dearborn. And I'm pretty sure that those are, that's going to slap. It's probably going to be way better. But if I had to say uh, for LA, the best pizza... It's in LA. If you go to Sun Valley, there's a place called 786 Degree Pizza. And it's this Pakistani guy who went to Italy, learned how to make actual Italian pizza, not some Pizza Hut bullshit, but he learned how to make Italian uh, pizza the authentic Italian way, the, uh, the way the Lord intended, if anything. And then he came back to Los Angeles, uh, learned how to make ing uh, he gets ingredients from all around the world, gets and. Uh, one of his most famous pizzas is the Bombay Chicken Tikka Masala Pizza. He has the Habibi Pizza. He has the Istanbul Pizza. It's like flavors from all around the world. That's pretty much how they market it. But it's so good. Jay Leno himself goes to that place every time. Goes 786 degree pizza if you live in Los Angeles. You definitely got to check that out. But that's my favorite. I've had friends from New York who came here. 
like Osama Siddiqui, I he comes from New York and he's like, nah, bro, New York has the best pizza. New York has the best pizza, which they do. New York has some great pizza. But then I took him to 786 degree and he was like, one bite, I could see his eye wide and open because his other eye, but <laughs> but his both of his eyes just pert like just wide up. He's like, whoa, like this is better. This is the best pizza I've ever had. And every time he comes visits me, he hits me up. He's like, yo, we gotta go to 786. I was like, I got you, dog. We're going. So good. All right, number six. Have you ever considered creating a blog of all the cool ass food places you know? Wow, Ryan read my mind. <laughs> Which is your best kept secret? Wow, that's so funny. I'm sitting here talking about food and then that was the next question. I love you, Ryan. You really do read my mind. Um, I, I did fast food Fridays when I first moved to LA. I used to do it in Dallas and then I did it in LA. I should bring back fast food Fridays when I can. But I, again, I, I have a list. Seriously, I, I, sh I should really just like one day sit down and make it look nice and pretty and talk about every single restaurant that I have that's on my list and why I love it so much. Dude, I, I should create a blog. I should just put it on my website on AhmedLovesBread.com. Just create a page called like blog or food, whatever. This is the best food places that I know in Los Angeles. Or if you are listening to this podcast and you want to be a free intern for Ahmed Al-Qadri, hit me up. <laughs> Looking for an intern. But not just any intern. I want like an intern with a little bit of experience. I don't know. I like how I'm, 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 I want someone with experience, but I'm not willing to pay them. I'm such a hara. Uh, which is your best kept secret? Oh, man, I want to... I don't know. I don't believe in having secret places. Because I want the food... I want the business to flourish, you know? Here's the best example. Dave's Hot Chicken. I remember when Dave's Hot Chicken didn't even have a brick and mortar yet. They were just in a parking lot cooking chi hot chicken in North Hollywood, which is really big in North Hollywood, but Dave's Hot Chicken were just these guys in a parking lot making some really good chicken. And I remember telling all my friends about it. And then they finally opened their first location in North Hollywood, and now they're everywhere in Los Angeles. And, and I think they're op they opened one recently in, uh, in Dallas. I don't like keeping a place a secret. I like to share the information. I, they deserve a shout-out. But if I had to say my best kept like secret would probably be 786 degree pizza, but it's not a secret. It's more like my favorite place to go eat. All right, number seven, which is the last question. What was the first dance you attended? Did you go with anyone? Did they play Soldier Boy? Yeah, I went to an Islamic school, so I didn't really have any dances to go to, but I loved... Uh, I loved going to, <laughs> me and some friends, we used to go to Lizard Lounge. And I remember we were like 16, 17. They had, it was like an early, it was like a Friday. It wasn't Friday night, but they had like an, it was for teenagers, like under 18, or 18 and under were allowed to go. And it was basically, was it Lizard Lounge? It was someplace. And then they were just like a miniature club dancing. But it was because, uh, uh, every day I'm shuffling dun, dun, dun. and me and my friends we were obsessed with that dance uh me and Shadi that's right Shadi we we loved doing that shuffling dance and then me and a couple group of us we went to that like uh yeah it was like a 18 uh, place because uh, we wanted a place to shuffle and learn how to like get better at dancing and we wanted to show off our shuffling skills 
good times. And they did play Soldier Boy, obviously. And we were in Dallas, so they played the uh, Teach Me How to Dougie song. Remember uh, Teach Me How to Dubka? It was like a remix song. It was back when remixes were popular. Teach Me How to Dubka. Teach Me, Teach Me How to Dubka. Oh, one of my favorite uh, YouTube songs was uh, the Lahma song. Weather is there or here <laughs> for the Lahma. I drive an hour because Lahma gives me power. <laughs> wow, I still remember that. Wow, that's a fucking cool ass song. You guys, after this podcast, uh, first like and subscribe this episode, and then go to uh, go on YouTube and look up Lahma, the Lahma song. All right. So that is the end of our... Thank you, Ryan, Shazir, and Ali for putting in your advice and questions. Again, if you uh, have a advice or a question you'd like to add, write it into the pod, mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. Again, it is mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to start posting on my stories too uh, as a reminder. But life has been good so far. Uh, we just did hit September. It's the hottest month. And I have... Uh, I have a bike tour this weekend. I'm doing the Beverly Hills tour Saturday. I think it's a private tour. And then Sunday, it's going to be like 106. And I'm doing the LA in a day tour. That's going to be like 33 miles. But I'm excited. Hopefully, I get good tips from it. Dude, I have the funniest stories from being a bike tour. And I've only been doing it since July. There's sometimes like, uh, it's usually uh, families from uh, overseas, like UK, Netherlands, Germany, France all over Italians usually like teenagers I'm not really worried about but adults and kids like when it comes to injuries like or people falling off the bikes it doesn't happen a lot it happens okay here's this is what what I'm saying here's the thing when a kid falls off his bike or her bike it's not that big of a deal because they just snap right back up like their knees are bleeding a little bit but I just you know patch them up give them a band-aid not a problem because like their bones are flexible like they don't it's not that big of a deal (laughs) adults rarely fall down but when an adult falls down it is a whole thing dude it's I mean I'm 29 and I and I get it you know there was like I had this one uh, I forgot she was like an older lady not too old probably like what late 40s early 50s and uh, she fell a little bit off her bike like we stopped and then she she tried to kick the kickstand I guess she missed so she just fell down and I pick her up and it was just like a whole thing like I was I'm rubbing icy hot on her knees and she needed some water like she needed a moment you know kids they're more they fall down they're just like oh no they're embarrassed but they get right back up and like no harm no foul it's like not a problem but when an adult falls, good luck. I mean, I get it too. If, if I fall down, I need a moment. I was in Austin uh, for a wedding, for Kazim's wedding. Uh, shout out to him. I went to my first Nigerian wedding. So much fun. Uh, but what I'm saying is after so much dancing, uh, my back was hurting. And then I'm, I'm at home like rubbing, <laughs> I'm rubbing like icy hot cream on my back. And I'm like, oh, the age is getting to me. One of my favorite uh, stories uh, at the bike tour, uh, there was a moment in the tour where, like, we stop at, like, uh, on we- in West Hollywood on, like, Santa Monica and Robertson. That's, like, where it's super, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very gay. It's awesome. 
Anyways, I was leading a tour there, and it was like, stop there. And it's Sunday, and it's Sunday brunch day, so it is popping. You got drag shows everywhere and everything, just music. It was fun. And uh, we stop, and then, like, it's me and a family from the UK. And then, like, we make a stop, and right in front of us is, like, this guy <laughs> who's, who's outside in the patio area. He's, like, in his underwear, perfect body. He's not even in his underwear. He's in a speedo, and the and he's dancing. He's stripping, and uh, and the song that's playing it's throw the ass in a circle, throw the ass in a circle, and all the the family from the UK they were all like all their faces were like this, like there, it was just like a whole new world for them, and I just had nothing to do. I was just like. So if you look over to your right, there is a uh, twink god uh, with a perfect body just uh, throwing that cupcake back, paying his rent. But anyways, this is a great community. Uh, it's really fun. I highly check it out after your tour to check out some uh, ice cream places and uh, bars. It's really cool. All right, let's move on up. <laughs> Great time. I love I love uh, giving bike tours around Los Angeles because it reminds me of how awesome this city is. From in every way, like from the Culver City Studios to uh, the Beverly Hills uh, houses or the Golden Tri-State area, which is Beverly Hills, uh, Home V Hills, and Bel Air, Brentwood, Westwood, Santa Monica. It's really nice. Unlike Dallas, every time I come to Dallas, I don't, I I don't want to be there longer than I should be. I miss my family and friends in Dallas, but Dallas is so boring. Maybe I get married and have kids. I'll probably move back to Dallas, though, because there's a really good Muslim community over there. I mean, I turned out great. But because I'm doing bike tours and I'm performing stand-up, I'm talking so much now and this podcast. I'm constantly performing. My throat gets sore, so now I, I, I wake up every morning, and it's added to my morning routine. I, I have my nasal spray. I have my throat spray. I have my icy hot cream for my joints and lower back. I have my Rogaine for my balding head. And then I have my facial skin routine. I have to wake up. I'm basically a woman now. Like, I, <laughs> I wake up 30 minutes early or 30 minutes to an hour early just to get my freaking morning routines done. Brushing my teeth, crest whitening strips, make sure my teeth is nice and bright and white, full of privilege. Speaking of powerful, guys, did you know you could get no soy, no GMOs, no gluten, protein? Yes, that's right. This podcast was brought to you by Green Boy. Green Boy is a single ingredient vegan protein. You could use it in your shakes. Uh, you could use it in your soup. And you could use it in your smoothies, all sorts of stuff. Go to greenboy.com and use the code FUNDAY15. Again, greenboyproducts.com, FUNDAY15. Thank you. Check out Greenboy today. I really hope he gets sales out of this. I got to get Ed Hem on this podcast. This is It's his company. I'm right now wearing, uh, for those of you listening and not watching, I'm right now wearing the... My friend Morgan J's t-shirt, suspicious as fuck. It's his merch. So proud of him. I, I was just talking to him earlier today before I started recording, and uh, he just finished filming his first episode on Wild and Out. He just got on. I'm so proud of him. 
He's he's like one of those people that's like when success comes to him, it's well deserved. He works hard. He's nice. He's kind. Super happy for him. And he said something very interesting to me that I even screenshotted. I think this is part of the piece of advice for the week. He was. I was like, hey man, how how do you uh, how do you feel about your first episode? And he was like, he was like, oh, I feel okay. I feel good. He's like, did I crush? Not really, but I did okay. Yeah, you know. And he was like, the old me years ago, I would have been, I would have feel like I failed because I didn't crush or murder, blow it out of the water. But he was like, honestly, in the end, it's, 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 I did my best. I did what I can. A lot of people came up to me and said good things. So I feel happy and content. And I was like, bro, that is fucking mature as hell, bro. Miss that guy. If y'all don't know, follow Morgan J. He and I do some videos together. We do some sillies. He's a good guy. And and check out his album on Spotify. I don't know if it's on Spotify yet. Maybe it's on his and it's his new album. But it's called uh, "Suspicious as Fuck." It's such a good song. It's so funny. All right, let me talk about touring. Um, I will be in Detroit. Uh, no, next week. But I will be in Austin, Texas, September eighth through September twelfth. I will be in Detroit, Michigan, uh, October 9th. I'm doing a show. I'm co-headlining with Mike Ishak. And in November 11th and 12th, I will be in D.C. Uh, headlining the Room 808 Underground. Check it out. Please buy your tickets now. It means a lot if you guys buy tickets ahead of time for a couple of reasons. One, you get better seats, uh, well, at least for the Detroit show. Also, uh, you get tickets before they sell out. Guys, like, I cannot stress to you enough, like, the amount of times people just wait the day of and then tickets sell out. And they're like, bro, can you sell out? I'm like, bro, you've known about this show for hours. It's usually the uh, brown uh, fans, brown people. (laughs) I see some of, I see that. I remember in San Francisco, I was like, oh, guys, buy your tickets. And it's just like all the people who bought early were like, Kelsey. Brian, whatever. And then, like, the day of, it's like, Ali, Muhammad, Idram, Ikhfa, Izhar. Like, it's, I'm like, okay, there they are. I was waiting for you guys. Support me, goddammit. Uh, touring's been nice. I, I haven't been, I'm not trying to tour, like, I'm not trying to leave LA for so long. I came back from a Louisiana tour and I was gone for, like, uh, almost two weeks. Uh, yeah, over a weekend, like, almost, uh, yeah, 13 days. So, pretty much two weeks. It's I'm it's too much too many uh too long away from home. I don't like that. So now like if I have shows I try to get in, fly back. That's it. Louisiana was so much fun though. It was great. It's insane. It was so humid, so hot, but the food was delicious. I think I talked about it in a previous episode. I had the best shrimp and grits at this place called Surrey's. I still think about it. I want to go back to New Orleans just to have those shrimp and grits. It was fucking delicious, man. I also have another gig where I teach improv comedy at rehab centers. I don't really talk too much about it. I don't think I'm allowed to, but I can't really talk about like the students or anything. But it's a good experience. It's really fun. So I like teaching improv. I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. I Selling tickets has been kind of tough, so I need to be better at pushing tickets. It's just a it's just a constant reminder to buy to you know get people to buy tickets and uh, and to uh, to get ahead of time and stuff. I mean, and I and I'm listening to other comedians' podcasts and it's in all levels from like even Burt Kreischer, Chris D'Elia, Bill Burr. We're all talk they were all talking about how it's a struggle pushing ticket sales and stuff. But 
you know, inshallah, one day I'll be like a Kevin Hart where I could be like, hey, I'm going to be at this venue at this time. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Or Dave Chappelle, you know, everyone's running, fighting each other, buying Ahmed Al-Qadri tickets for $80 and then selling it online for $160 and then not giving me a cut of it. Before we wrap up, a couple things I want to conclude. Uh, I just got on Twitch. So if you haven't already, follow me on Twitch. Ahmed Loves Bread. I'm also selling merch. I'm selling t-shirts and sweaters. So go to AhmedLovesBread.com. Buy yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie. Uh, and then wear it at the show when I come to your city, inshallah. And last but not least, I've said this in the beginning of the podcast, but I'll say it again at the end. Please, please, please rate this podcast. Leave it a review. Give it five stars. Uh, and if you have an, a, a piece of advice or a question you would like to ask, please send it to mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. Again, it is mondayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. I think that's everything I wanted to plug. Uh, I'm really digging these solo episodes, and I'm really digging having guests on it. I learned so much from having people on. Uh, and I'm excited for the next people that are coming on the pod. They're really funny people, really dear friends. So you guys are in for a treat. Again, my name is Ahmed Al-Qadri. And if you can't pronounce it, Ahmed Al-Qadri. I've been your host. Guys, happy Monday, and have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you.